Indie Pirate Radio. I am here with my uh, normal crew of Merry Bandits. Um, happy to to be back recording. We've we've taken a little bit of an extended break just due to a lot of a lot of scheduling difficulties that we've had, but um, we wanted to make sure to get one in before the end of the year. Um, obviously, a lot of news has been going on in the last month or so, and um, we're, we're probably going to talk about at least one of them um, quite a bit. Um, so, Matt, how have things been for you, man? Yeah, things been good. Winding down, hopefully for the uh, the end of the year. Um, had a big product launch recently. Glad to kind of have that done and starting to play catch up with you know the giant backlog of things. Kids are getting excited. You know, Christmas break coming up and getting to be that magical time of year. So no, things are good. You know, Joe, how about you? Things are not bad here. Um, we're uh, a little bit off on, on ours. Uh, so I'm actually in Q4 for the year, uh, for fiscal. So we're wrapping up work for uh, a couple months into the new year. Uh, even though, you know, calendar wise, obviously we're wrapping up in a few weeks, but yeah, doing pretty good, man. Family stuff's been all right. Um, I'm actually making progress on our, uh, on our nonprofit side, which is awesome for me. Like I'm supposed to actually go Tuesday of next week to go get, uh, mental health first aid certified. Um, so that'll be pretty awesome. And we're, we're actually working on getting our internal mental health program for our dad's group up and going, uh, to try and get people certified and have those of us that are going to be instructors even certified by like February or March. So kind of cool to see some of that's actually, uh, actually moving and doing things outside of just the tech realm, which is, uh, is definitely something my brain needs right now. What about you, Jim? What do you got going on? Well, I just got back from a couple of days at Disney with my wife yesterday, so that was fun. And I am on the countdown to like, what, four more days left in the year that I'm going to be, quote unquote, working, you know, which is maybe not all the way gone, but uh, definitely going to go into low power mode for a couple of weeks, which will be A, nice, and B, much needed. Uh, so, yeah, that's going good. Getting Christmas trying to get that wrapped up, um, had the fun of having that perfect age of a daughter where she w- she wanted to go and put the letter to Santa in the box, but she was then asking for crop tops, which is, uh, um, you know, a little much for, for, for dad's sanity. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting all the same. Brian, that's quite a bit of whiplash right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, on my front, um, you know, the last month has has found me ending my job hunt finally, um, and I think by the time we get this posted, I will have will have started um, because unless we happen to get this posted in two or three days, I probably will have started and probably announced on LinkedIn by then. So um, for those who hadn't seen that announcement, I am going to Rubric to uh, do technical marketing there. So working with some familiar faces, um, which is definitely a big big appeal there. Um, will be, you know, typical tech marketing type stuff. Um, nothing, nothing new for me on that front, um, from a, from a job duties perspective. So, um, it'll be an easy slide in from that perspective, but get a, get a start playing with some new technology that honestly, I haven't had a chance to really play with a lot. So that is exciting for me from that perspective. seems like a great team, um, from, from the conversations I said, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good to finally have this done after um, it'll be about seven months 
um, of unemployment by the time I get started. Um, had some side hustles in there to keep me keep me going. Um, but you know, fortunate that I was able to take some time and find a really good fit. Um, you know, the the market's not been the best this year. Um, there's some signs of it improving at this point, but it's been um, a little bit of a, a rough search. Not what I ever expected it would be. And um, yeah, happy happy to have that done and and be able to go into the new year with with a new job and and ready to to really start hitting things. Hopefully, by the time everybody's back from holidays. Yeah, no, that's no. that's fantastic to hear, Brian. I mean, we're all uh, super happy for you. And yeah, absolutely. You know, so, something I, I want to touch on there, well, two points and put them together is, you know, you mentioned the job market's definitely not what it was 12 months ago, right? No. And the, the fact that you were able to find what, you know, you your words, a good fit, like that's just so important. So, you know, the, the fact mm-hmm. that you're able to bring those together and not just, you know, have to jump for any particular offer that came through, you know, that's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I, I know you. a lot of folks have been kind of following along with what you've been going through and all that sort of stuff, you know, reflecting back anything that you have done different and any advice that you could give folks who might be looking for a new role right now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've written some of that up. So if, if anybody listening to this hasn't seen it, um, you know, I've had some posts on LinkedIn and, and blog posts usually associated with those, with those LinkedIn posts. There's, you know, the old adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know, definitely applies. It's applied every step of my career. Um, with, with this new job, it continues that there, every job I have ever had in my, you know, since my high school job, um, has been because of somebody I know at least partially, if not completely, um, getting, getting me the door open. So that, that edge still holds, um, even with all the, all the applications I put out there, um, didn't, it still ended up being somebody who, who already knows me said, Hey, we've got a role open on my team. I'd love to, love to get you on the team. So let's, let's go. So that, 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 is the number one lesson from there is that if you're on the, if you're on the search, it's don't focus on trolling through LinkedIn and looking for job postings, troll through LinkedIn, figure out who, you know, and what kind of jobs are open at the companies that they have. Um, that's, that's been the big thing. Um, you know, if you get laid off, you know, once, once you get over the shock of it, cause it's usually not expected, um, start, start working the network. Like, I've I've been working on a blog post that has some of the the stats of what I went through and have a lot of insights around, you know, which months were the months that I had the most applications because there were some months that were less than others. Some some were much higher. And I got laid off in May. It was, you know, the middle third of May, towards the end of the middle third. And you know, there's there wasn't a lot of applications I put in May because I didn't start applying immediately. Um, I spent a lot of time just talking to people. You know, I announced on LinkedIn that that brought a whole flood of conversations, which I loved. Um, I absolutely loved connecting with a lot of people that, in any other scenario, I wouldn't have connected with. Um, I probably wouldn't have talked to some of those people I used to work with 15 years ago, and I loved it. I loved catching up with people, talking to people, going and having coffee. We got to the point where my wife's like, "Would you stop driving into town every day to go have coffee and?" breakfast and lunch with people i'm like i'm I'm trying to work the network i'm trying to make rekindle some connections like this is how you get a job in this industry and while none of that turned into jobs it did help me to talk through it understand what i was looking for um you know 
I'm, I'm at a point in my career where it's really hard to define what I really want to do. And it's, it's a pretty narrow scope. And so I was, you know, my ideal job was narrow, but my potential jobs were huge or were very wide. And so, you know, I had a lot of conversations with people that really helped me to, to work out that. So, you know, rely on your network. Um, you know, all the, all the credibility you've built with people, all the, all the goodwill, all the karma, whatever you want to call it. It came into play exactly as I always expected it would. It didn't come into play as quickly as I expected it would. Um, but it, it definitely did um, help me get there. Well, now, Brian, I'll say to kind of mirror what Matt said, so happy you found something that looks good. But I'm also very happy and thankful to hear you say, you know, those coffee breaks also, I think, did some things for let you get through the, frankly, mental and, you know, there's... You go through all this as someone has been laid off before. I don't know if people always understand this, but there is a version of going through the stages of grief that yeah. kind of happens with that. And, you know, you did things to keep yourself with it instead of kind of leaning into it. Um, and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's another one of the lessons that I've been telling people that have gotten laid off after me this year. Um, a lot of conversations on that front is you just yeah. got to stay positive, like stop, stop dwelling on it. Um, it doesn't do any good to continue to try and figure out the rationale to it. Um, if it was, if you know, it was a negative situation, you were, you were in a bad situation and you got laid off as a convenience for somebody else. Um, accept it for what it is. Like politics exists in the work workplace. It's just the way it is. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't do any good for anybody for you to dwell on the whys or the what ifs or anything like that. Um, you know, it does come into play if, if it's a bigger organization that gives you that, that potential to, Hey, you've got so many weeks to find another job internally and, and we'll consider continuous service at that point. Um, you know, you got to decide if you want to stick with a company that's going to lay you off. Um, and, and some of those politics could come into play into that. But, you know, for me, it was, it was a situation where it was completely and utterly unexpected. Um, you know, the, the shock laid me out for, you know, for probably a solid yeah. hour afterwards um you know funny enough jim you happened to call me right as i was getting off the call that i had so you you have more insight into that than anybody else will ever have including my wife um and, and for that matter i did my wife was out of the house most of the day that day so i didn't tell her till she got home and she's got upset with me and i'm like i wasn't gonna ruin your day like i had to figure out what the heck was going on before i really talked to you um you couldn't have done anything until you got home anyway um yeah. So yeah, there there were definitely stages there. Um, there were some things that I could look at and say, you know what, I can accept this because this thing wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, or this thing had changed. And quite frankly, we went through we went through an acquisition, and that is always going to cause change. And you know, getting getting laid off after an acquisition, and I'm not saying this is my situation per se, but change happens, and the company you signed up for doesn't exist anymore. It it will have changed. Um, and that's that's going to be a good thing to look at and say, you know what, maybe maybe it's maybe it was time for me to move on anyway. And once I got to that point, it was pretty easy to to move on and, and have a positive go forward outlook to it. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to make a point on. So me having been through one riff and one job that I walked on because I, I basically was told I would either, you know, agree to something or get fired. And I was like, F you, I'm out. Um Big difference, right? And so for the for the riff, I found out about it because I was actually the IT guy and was running uh, backups and stuff over the weekend and saw there was a new employee uh, um, 
riff folder that was created and saw my name in there. So I was able to tell everybody on late Friday night that like, Hey, guess what? Six of us are finding new jobs come Monday. Um, but Ouch. I was crusty that weekend and I was pissed and angry and went through all the things. So by the time Monday morning came around and I had to go sit in the, in the room and sign the papers, I was like, cool, whatever. I got a plan. My stuff's all backed up. I've, I've cleaned out all of my personal stuff. I just walked in first thing in the morning and, and knew it was coming as soon as the boss was in the office. And it was entirely different than what my reaction was Friday night. And then similarly, uh, when I walked on a company in the 25 minutes it took for me to get home from across town, I had people that knew about it and were already trying to line me up for new jobs, including, uh, you know, a, a vendor rep that basically said, Hey, I can walk you in this place this afternoon if you're interested in it. And I said, sure. I'll have a conversation that, that ended up becoming my next role. It took, you know, two months of back and forth and interviews and all that stuff. But even just like having that network and, and I have explicitly told people when I've heard that they've gotten cut, um, I'm like, call me, schedule a call with me to just like riff and rant and rave and vent and whatever you need to do to get that stuff outside of your house and be in a good headspace before you tell your family. And, and to your point on the, once the decision is made and like, once you're on the way out, you know, whether you're staying at a company for the last couple of weeks or you're just cut that day, like your next job is immediately forget about all the, the, passion and emotion to it, figure out what are the next steps to make sure that you don't get screwed by changes or losing access or any of that stuff. And once you have your personal line items sorted out and in order, then just move on to the next thing and, and try and get past all the crap and the stages of grief that you have to, so that when you present yourself to someone else, you're not still dragging around like emotional baggage from stuff before. Cause I, I've talked to a few of those people that started applying for things you know, the day after they got cut or even within hours of getting cut somewhere and they do not interview well at all. Yeah. If they're not in the right headspace. Yeah. And you know, everybody's situation is different. Some people need to immediately find the next job. I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed to be able to, to take in some time and not really have to affect our, our family style of living or things like that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, ignorant to the fact that other people need to find jobs immediately and take whatever comes along. Um, but I, I, I'll speak for the entire group as, as kind of a final bow on this topic um, because they've all done it for me and I have no doubts they would do it for just about anybody. Um, all of us have either been there or um, have experienced it with others as, as they've gone through it. Um, I'm open to having these conversations. Um, I also wrote up a blog post on, what I wish I knew, what I wish I knew in the past, in order to help people that get laid off, because I learned, you know, some things that I would have done for a friend that got laid off that now on the other have been on the other side. I'm like, mm, yeah, that wasn't all that helpful. Um, and I won't get into those. Um, you know, we can we can maybe put the put the links to my blog posts in in the show notes for that if anybody's interested in those. But reach out. Um, I'm, I'm open to that kind of thing. And I think the others would be as well. Um, and, and I have been going through that with, with several people, um, from, from the VMware side of things and, you know, VMware, VMware people are going through a lot of the same stuff and that's because of the Broadcom acquisition. So that's, that's one big piece of news that's happened since, um, since we last recorded is that the Broadcom acquisition of VMware did, did close. Um, I'm, 
I'd be shocked if anybody listening to this didn't already know that. So um, I don't know that we really need to talk about that too much. But, Spoilers. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a big deal um, for the industry. Uh, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, I don't. There's been a lot of numbers being thrown around, but the numbers are pretty mind blowing as to the number of people that got laid off as as a result of that, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, and some of the names that I've heard are people like there's, um, and I'm not going to name names, but there, there is an individual in, in my region of the country who many people in this region point to as the reason why they got into VMware. And that's how long this person's been at VMware got laid off. And so, you know, really again accepting the fact that this is cold hearted this is this is a pure numbers game there's some accountant somewhere made this decision with no knowledge whatsoever or or any care whatsoever about what the company was before what made the company special before all those things are completely out the window like don't don't take it personally especially in a situation like that um so there's a lot of really good people out on the market and I'll be honest I'm really glad I'm not on the market anymore um, trying to compete with these people. Um, in fact, there was some overlap, and I do know of some VMware people that had applied for the job that I ended up getting. So there's um, there, there's a lot of people going through this right now. So my my number one goal is to be able to help people with my experiences. If I can't take a bad experience and make some good out of that experience, then I've failed as a human being, as as a member of the society. So definitely am there to to help other people. Um, you guys have seen a lot with, with this VMware thing. Um, like what else, what else have you guys seen that that's interesting to talk about around that? Definitely a lot of culture shock. Um, been hearing about that from former coworkers, uh, just, you know, meet the new boss type thing. Here are the things, you know, here, here's how things are going to be run, you know, my way or the highway type thing. Um, one piece of advice when I reached out to a former coworker and I said, like, how are you dealing with this? It seems like everyone's having problems. And I loved his positive spin on it. He said, you know what, I'm going into this as it's a new job. I'm working for a new company. I just happen to know all my coworkers and I happen to know all my customers, right? I need to learn the new processes, procedures, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be bumpy. I said, you know what, that's a fantastic way to look at things. Helps you realize that just because this is how things were last week, it's entirely new company now, and you have to adapt to the new way of thinking. So if anyone can use that advice, that mindset, hopefully it'll help you out and get through this rough time. Yeah, I mean, that's Matt, you actually bring up a really good point that as someone who in the past, I don't know, 16 months, 15 months, something like that, has been with a company that's going through like six or seven acquisitions, things like that. One thing that doesn't get taken into account that I've seen from this and then other places I've been that have been similar is it's a money deal and companies can be mashed together that can be culturally diametrically opposed. And I think everything that I've seen or heard with this VMware Broadcom deal, there's a lot of that going on. You had on one side a very, very loose do what you need to do to get the job done culture. And on the other side, a much more rigid um, one where, for example, what was it guys? Was it day, day one, day two, where it was like, you've got four days to make your plans to return to office. Um, 
and the company had very historically, I mean, you know, I've been in IT for 20 years now, and it wasn't really until I started being around a lot of VMware people that a lot of the discussions were like, no, really, you don't really need to be here to work. You know, everybody that I knew that was remote working would probably work for VMware or some VMware related company. So yeah, and it was know, that's a big a pretty substantial change. distance too, right? It was like what fifty, yeah, 50 miles, miles or something like that. Which yeah, that that that's that's one of those quality of life changing things that can happen to you in a very very short period of time. I hate being that guy to say it, but it's not like some of these things were not seen by Broadcom in the past. Also, so mm-hmm. I feel like there were entirely too many people on the customer side and some folks within VMware that were. I don't know, somewhat sideswiped by this when a lot of signs were clear that it was pretty likely that there was a good possibility it was going to happen, right? All the disclaimers and caveats and everything in there. But if anything, to me, what's, what's more surprising is just the speed at which that once the acquisition was closed, it was like, here's the new world order. It's done and everybody get on board or go away. Like that's, that's all there is to it. There is no, there's no alternative. There's no, you know, year long rollout. It's yep here. We're about to hit the fiscal year and pricing's changed. The structures of everything have changed. The teams are, are changing. You know, we're, it's even the, uh, you know, what was it? The simplification of the product catalog, I think is what came out on the blog post, but it's, yeah. it's fast, right? Well, speaking of that simplification of the product cloud, you guys feel like chatting about that for a minute. Cause that's, you know, we all work in virtualization or around virtualization, and that's a whole lot less virtualization that it's kind of looking like these days. I guess it's the same things, but um, for those of you that may not have heard about it, you know, the artist formerly known as VMware probably had thousands, if not tens of thousands of SKUs on the books to to accommodate just about any possible way you wanted to buy your virtualization platform. Um and you can mix and mingle as much as you want. But then they had this other thing sitting over here on the corner, and it was a very powerful little thing called VMware Cloud Foundation. That was the concept of, let's take all the things and bundle them. And now that's all you've got. Um, There is a, guys, I'm correct that there's a, it's not essentials now, but it's like the essentials bundles for the super small SMB that you can buy. Foundation. Foundation, yeah. Foundation, yeah. So there's one smaller version of it, but you know, if you didn't need or want NSX before and you are, you know, more than two or three hosts, you're going to get NSX now one way or another, if you're going to continue being a VMware customer, um, you don't have to use it, but you do have to pay for it. Um, that's the thing that's, that's an interesting way to, again, you know, much like the return to office to come right in with all of the speed and say, this is how it's going to be. You know, what are your all thoughts? Change is the main thing when it comes to an acquisition. Yeah. I've, I've been through more than my fair share of acquisitions. And I actually told several companies I interviewed with is if you want to get acquired, I'm the guy to hire because that seems to happen every time I get hired somewhere. Um, the culture changes. And I mentioned that before is it's, it's not the company you signed up for anymore. And me personally, at this point, I'm very thoughtful about what are the changes that are happening? What do I think about those changes? And 
making a judgment call for myself of I would never have made the decision that way, but is it a is it a change that I can accept? Is this something that reflects my values and the values that I that I signed up for with this? And for somebody at VMware, for example, with with these changes and and cutting out kind of the SMB tiers of things for a very rough example, if I'm an SMB focused person and my 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 pleasure in my job comes from helping small businesses figure out how to do these things. You know, a lot of us work for small, medium businesses and help them to virtualize in the first place and and find real cost savings in that. If I want to go to VMware and do that same thing, and now all of a sudden I'm at a company that is like, yeah, we're just going to cut loose all the SMBs because they won't be able to afford us anymore. Is that a value that I want to be a part of in that, in that organization anymore? And sometimes the, the worst case scenario isn't getting getting laid off. Sometimes that is the, I don't want to say the best case scenario because it's not the best case scenario by any stretch of imagination, but sometimes in, it can it can help. In, and I've talked to several people. I needed the push. I needed to get out of that organization. I was I was stymied. I wasn't growing anymore. So again, that's that's part of not to take us back to the previous topic, but it's it's understanding that things are going to change and and maybe it's time for something new anyway. Yeah, and I think some of this too, you know, not only to the point that we made earlier about about transitioning jobs and such, right? Where where you need to be reliant on your network, but this goes back to the core of of what I think a lot of us believe is just being a decent person even if we are in tech marketing and things like this is number one, just don't be a duck, right? Nobody likes ducks. Don't ever don't ever do that and all the other things will sort themselves out. But when you have your personal brand, don't align that so much to a company or a product that you can't ever like reinvent yourself doing something else. Because the other thing that happened with the the simplification of the catalog was them divesting, you know, EUC and, and carbon black, right? Some of that stuff like carbon black never necessarily got, you know, completely integrated in the product. So not sure that that's going to make a drastic change for a lot of folks other than employment and, and who owns the company and the product going forward. But even within the community space, people that are tied so much to EUC, like they're kind of rudderless right now because that's not a part of VMware anymore. It's not necessarily going to be a part of, of VExpert from what I hear, it's, or it's going to change, right? And some of this stuff is just that the company is going to make all these changes. And you, a lot of us in the community might even re- think that you're very valuable in this stuff, but the company may not agree that that's a one-to-one value for what you bring to the organization versus what you bring to the rest of the community. Right. And these things are going to happen because the company wants them to happen. And, and even in this, right. Seeing that, that a lot of what's been released about VMware is that they're trying to grow that, that, you know, EDI BTA up to, to the, you know, double what it is right now sort of thing. And, that they already announced early on that like a lot of what they're going to do for this is, is cuts of redundancy or cuts of products and things like that. It's, it really comes down to like, what's the company leadership and, and what is it that they're trying to do? Are they just trying to drive a product? Are they trying to drive, you know, a good product that helps a lot of people or are they trying to drive a profit? Right. And yeah, you kind of have to agree that if you work there, then you're at least a little bit um, compliant with, saying that you want to be a part of that thing there's a lot of fallout that's going to happen from this i think we'll have more more conversations about this in the future um just because of 
things like, you know, what's going to happen? Like if, if these companies can't afford VMware anymore, what are they going to do? Um, so I, there, there's a lot of conversation about who, who fills in those gaps there. Um, and, and there are alternatives out there. Not all of them are going to be the same level that we're used to with VMware. And so there's, there's going to be a lot of interesting plays in that space. So, um, I'm looking forward to see kind of how the, how the industry as a whole just kind of recovers from that. Um, there's, there's, it's going to be very interesting from that perspective. So, um, let's go ahead and wrap from this. Um, I think this is going to be, like I said, our last show for the year. So, um, I hope everybody, hopefully we get this out before, before the holidays so we can wish everybody a happy holidays, um, whatever holidays you may be, um, celebrating during this time of year, even if it's just the holiday of everybody else is, is taking a lot of time off and I have some free time to myself in the office or the virtual office. Um, that's worth celebrating too, in my opinion. The, there were there were years where I said I want to work the week of of between Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. because it was always the quietest week and very little happened and and I loved it. Um, so that's that's something to celebrate. So we hope everybody has has happy holidays, has a happy successful end of the year, um, and and a successful start to next year, which we'll we'll talk to you soon soon after that. So um, thank you all for listening. We we appreciate you. Um, because we enjoy doing this, the four of us, but it's even better when others are are willing to listen and, and we occasionally do get feedback. So please do give us whatever feedback. If there's topics you want to listen to us opine about, um, if there's things that you would like to see us say or do, um, please let us know. We, we, we'd love to hear more of that type of feedback. So for now, we will let you all go and um, talk to you later.